I don't have my microphone on, so sorry about that. Lest we forget uh, why we get tomorrow off, right? Uh, uh, honor, we'll be honoring those uh, Memorial Day uh, things a little bit later on as well. Uh, let's see what we have in the way of announcements this morning. Uh, welcome guests. If this is your first time visiting, please stop by the Welcome Center out there. We have a gift for you and want to welcome you officially. If you're all visiting online for the first time, sptnd.org slash contact. Let us know you're out there. It's an encouragement uh, to us whenever we hear from you. We'd love to. Teen uh, Camp Campaign, the way this works is you take an envelope, figure out what your age is. If you don't remember, ask your kids. They'll tell you. And uh, put put uh, that much money in the envelope, then we use that money to let the kids earn, let the teenagers earn their way to camp by working here at the church, and uh, you can help us out by doing that. Make sure you mark it, please, for teen camp. If you do it online, the same well, do the drop-down, mark it for teen camp, and that'll uh, be a great help, and we can make sure that all happens. And it ends next Sunday is the last opportunity, so, uh, so, so you know that. Uh, this Wednesday, we have the Proclaimed team in from uh, at Pensacola Christian College. Uh, so there will be combined service uh, on that Wednesday night. They won't be here during the Wednesday morning service. We're going to still have the morning service. You'll be the first ones to uh, meet our interns. They'll be here this Wednesday morning. And then Wednesday night we'll have the Proclaim team here uh, with everyone in the church in, in the sanctuary to uh, be ministered to by them. Looking forward to having them in. Uh, we have revival starting next Sunday with uh, Mr. Dave Young. Always an exciting time for us uh, to just to hear the Word of God in a fresh, new way. I love Brother Dave. Everybody else does, too. So we have a lot of things going with that. Uh, in the morning service, the Sunday school hour, we have a split service. The ladies will be in here. All of the ladies from Teens Up, all of the guys from Teens Up will be in the fellowship hall. Brother Dave will be speaking to the, to the men, and uh, Miss Bethlehem will be speaking to the uh, ladies. I'm looking forward to that. Just something different to uh, try something different. Then we have the morning service, starts a revival, the evening service. Then Monday through Friday, we have meals every day before the service, uh, and that's at 6 o'clock, and then we have the service at 7 o'clock, then afterwards the teenagers have, a, have uh, their uh, refresh time as well after the service where we play some games and preach to them a second time. It's always a great time. Uh, looking forward to see what the Lord's going to do. During that uh, time with revival meals, we still need some help for cleanup. Uh, cleanup, we've got the help preparing the meals, but during these 6.45 to 6.55, that 10 minutes, before the church service begins, we need some people to just help get everything cleaned up and ready to go. And if we don't get it all done, we can finish the cleanup afterwards. Uh, but we really just like to, you know, knock that out of there. But uh, we need people to help out from 6.45 to 6.55. So if you can help out, is there a sign-up out there someplace, Miss Carol? Nope, just see Miss Carol, and that'll take care of it. Then. Uh, uh, again, we'll finish up after the service if we don't get it all done. It says, call or see Miss Carol, please. All right, then uh, revival prayer meetings. We've already signed up for many of those. If you haven't, you have a chance to still sign up for those. Uh, there's another one tomorrow night, and there's throughout this week. Uh, there are different times, morning and evening. We've been having a great time with revival prayer meetings. I've heard nothing but good things about them. Well attended. Thank you so much uh, for that. We're asking God just to make this revival unique, to do something different. And we have not because we ask not, so let's ask for it and see what God will do, and that'll be a blessing as the revival comes up. Vacation Bible School is June 18th to the 23rd, ages 3 to 6th grade. And uh, if you can go on sptnd.org slash VBS, and you can sign your kids up, or you can sign your kids up out here in the hallway uh, to get them there for that. There's a little video if you go on that, uh, that uh, website and, and see the little video. It's always an exciting time. Keepers of the Kingdom. So it's the... Uh, a whole armor of God concept and looking forward to what God's got in store for that vacation Bible school. 
And our missionaries of the week are the uh, countermans. Uh, they, they aren't necessarily in a location. Their ministry is all over Latin America for the most part, and uh, they just facilitate with other missionaries to train and help uh, churches. So the, here's the things that have been going on. Uh, Children's Day festivities hosted by Miguel uh, Saboyas Church in Bogota, Colombia, brought in 50 neighborhood children. The church also celebrated its second anniversary this month, so uh, praising the Lord for that. Uh, they had a men's meeting at uh, Ariel Alfonso's church in the Dominican Republic, and God did some wonderful things there. And Children's Club uh, meeting in, I can't name the uh, city in Peru, and uh, you can see pictures of that. Uh, as you look at the letter, and so God's just been doing a great work throughout South America and uh, continuing to bless. That's how the men come. We'll take up the morning offering and get ready to start the service. Brother Chuck, how are you feeling? Are you lying? He's laughing. That's all he does. <laughs> Would you ask the Lord's blessing on the please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, thank you for our country and for those who served and those who sacrificed, Lord, I pray that you'll be with us. Help us to appreciate uh, the freedoms that we have. We also thank you for Jesus Christ and the death that he did so that we can have salvation and freedom from sin. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this offering. Thank you for our church, the opportunity we have to worship together. I pray that you'll bless this offering and use it to further this ministry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you, Matt. Well, good morning. We're so glad you're here this, uh, with us this weekend. As uh, remember our, those who have given their lives for us as we honor our graduates today, a lot going on, so we're glad you're here. If you're visiting, we're glad you're here as well. If there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. This has been our hymn of the month uh, for May, and I hope it's been encouragement to you. As it has been to me, kind of a prayer uh, to God to help us in our weakness. Let's stand together. We'll sing both verses as I am weak, but you are strong. Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar, whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate." Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. 
By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. May the Lord prosper his word whereto he sent it. You may be seated. Jonathan is here. Uh, there's a typhoon that uh, has, been, has impacted Guam, so he's not able to leave yet. His flight has been canceled or rescheduled twice now, so we'll see that, uh, just pray to get there, get there safely, and able to stay, I guess, once he, you know, able to get home, I guess, once he gets there. So let's have all the high school first, high school graduates. If you would join me right up here, please, and just stand behind me, I think it'd be easier if we just did this all at once. So come on, high school graduates, you know who you are, if you don't, then... You probably don't belong up here. <laughs> Come right on up. You can stand in any order. We'll uh, deal with you probably in alphabetical order, but you can stand in any order. We should put you to the test and see if you can put yourself in alphabetical order, but we won't do that. It is a joy. Our teenagers around here are just a joy to my heart anyway. I hope they are to yours as well. And It's great to watch as they grow up and move on in life and see what God's going to do. So. Uh, if you'll step over to uh, Pastor Andrew when I call your name, he's got a gift for you. Uh, Jonas Brooks uh, went to Colonial Christian School, a graduate from Colonial Christian School. Jonas has attended Southeast Baptist Tabernacle for five years. His favorite memories from Southeast are going to camp. He plans to attend IU Kokomo next fall and major in exercise science. He will also be running cross-country for the college. That's exciting. And track, so... Uh, he says, my favorite Bible verse is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Congratulations, Mr. Jonas. When we say your name and you're done and your parents have taken pictures, you can step on out, give them a hand. Mr. Riley Burton graduated from Abeka Academy. Riley has attended Southeast for 11 years. His favorite memory from SBT is any of the War Nights and TNT. Did you get entered at any of the War Nights? We, that's one of our big injury nights, you know, so anyway, I just was curious. Uh, he plans to attend the University of Indianapolis and major in exercise science to become a physical therapist. He says, my favorite Bible verse is Matthew 11:30. for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He also says, thank you to those who helped me go to camp last year and this year for camp. This church is amazing and I love being a part of it. And we love having you a part of it as well. So Riley is one of my, uh, one of my grandchildren in the, in the youth group. His parents were in my youth group. And uh, so, yeah, it is what it is. So, all right. Uh, Hunter Dean, speaking of grandchildren in the youth group, here's another one. So one of Mr. Hunter Dean graduated from Center Grove High School. Uh, Hunter has attended Southeast since 2007. His favorite memory is sleeping on the stage the first winter weekend. I, I still hear stories about that. Sleeping on the stage. He plans on taking a gap year and work as a medical uh, assistant and then attend Ivy Tech for phlebotomy. If you don't know what that is, you can ask him, but it has to do with blood. Uh, he says, my favorite verse is Joshua 1.9, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Congratulations, Mr. Hunt. Matthew Fox. Step on up, Matthew Fox. He graduated from Suburban Christian School. Matthew has attended Southeast for 11 years. 
He loves just helping and doing, he says. He says, I love just helping and doing what I can whenever I'm having a good time. Thank you, uh, Matt Kravolka and David Klingeman, for all of our wonderful times. He plans not, he, his plan is to further his education, I'm sorry, not to further his education next year. He's planning on going back to do his announcing job at Suburban next year. Do you want to give us an example of your announcing job? <laughs> I am going to tell you, if you've never seen Matthew, you need to go online, and because he, you know, he's this quiet, meek, and you think, and then he comes to life when he gets behind a microphone. It's uh, almost frightening. Uh, he says, my favorite verse is Joshua 1, 9, if I not, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. He says, it is important to depend on the Lord with every decision that you make, and he will always take you where he wants you to go in your life. Congratulations, Mr. Matthew. <laughs> Miss Katie James. Yes, we did have ladies graduate too, didn't we? So Miss Katie graduated from homeschool and from horseshoeing school, which is the job she's going to be doing. Uh, Katie has attended Southeast for 14 years. Her favorite memory uh, at SBT are meeting her friends. Her future plans are to continue building her business. My favorite Bible verse, she says, is Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to his saints and do minister. Congratulations, Miss Katie. <laughs> Mr. Colin Fletcher. Come on up, Mr. Colin. Colin graduated from Colonial Christian School. Colin has attended Southeast for almost six years. His favorite memory at SBT is outlifting Riley at Harvest Rally. <laughs> Did you really? Impressive. <laughs> Show us those guns. Yeah. He plans to attend Pensacola Christian College and get a degree in business management. Uh, he says, I will be thinking of you guys every time I go to the beach. <laughs> His favorite Bible verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Congratulations, Mr. Collins. Audrey Rowell. Come on up, Miss Audrey. She graduated from the Rowell Academy. Audrey has attended Southeast Baptist for seven years. Her favorite memory at SBT is next to getting saved at Rekindle was winter camp. The preaching was great. The game time was inside, which was amazing. Audrey is going to take off this year to save for college. Next year, she is going to college to become a book editor. She says, my favorite Bible verse is Acts chapter 20, verse 35. I have showed, thee, showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Congratulations, Miss Audrey. Miss Hayden Ruley. Come on up, Miss Hayden. Miss Hayden graduated from Franklin Central High School. She has attended Southeast for three years. She always enjoyed winter retreat and camp, especially the bus rides. You might, you're the one that enjoys the bus rides. Actually, you and I love the bus rides. They're great. Uh, her plans are to study nursing at Pensacola Christian College. Uh, she says her favorite verse, verses are Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. That's the entire chapter, if you did not know that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I love that verse. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That is good. She goes on uh, to say, now that I've uh, read through that, she says, um, I'll find it. I love you all. Thank you for being such a big part of my high school years. Congratulations. Abby Steinhofer. Miss Abby, step on up there. She graduated from Franklin Central High School. She has attended Southeast for three years. Her favorite memories are the canoe trips. Oh, yeah, those are always fun. The canoe trips. She plans to attend Murray State University and become a nurse. Her favorite Bible verse is 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. Amen. Congratulations, Miss Abby. Proud of you. Miss Lillian Town. Come on, Miss Lillian. She graduated from Franklin Central High School. Lillian has attended Southeast for three years. She has always enjoyed the canoe trips. There you go again. Her plan is to major in respiratory therapy at, IU, therapy at IUPUI. Her favorite Bible verse is John 8:12, which says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Congratulations, Ms. Lillian. And last, and definitely least, I'm just kidding, just kidding, DeAndre. DeAndre Van graduated from Rebecca Academy. DeAndre has attended Southeast Tabernacle his whole life. A favorite memory at SBT is summer camp at Walnut Ridge. Uh, that's when we did our own camp. Uh, that was during COVID, so it was a great time with just our SBT family. He plans on attending Pensacola Christian College for business slash engineering. He says, my favorite Bible verse is Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. He says, Southeast Baptist is a family. Don't forget that. Congratulations, Mr. Yonder. All right, let's have our college grads. College grads, if you'd step up here, please. We'll let you guys all just come up at the same time. It'll kind of speed things up for us here. Just step right on up. Pass off the babies. There you go. I'll go ahead and start because this first one is not here. David Klingman's not serving Jesus. He's got all kinds of excuses. I'm just kidding. Uh, David graduated from Indiana Baptist College. He is traveling with the college this week, so just so you know. Uh, he has attended Southeast Baptist for nine years. He completed his master's, a Master of Arts in Bible and is pursuing a Master in Sacred Theology. His favorite Bible or memory was Rekindle of 2022. Uh, that, um, who was the speaker for 2022? Do you remember? <laughs> they all start running together. Wait till you get my age. They all start running together. 2022 is like... Ron DeGarde, maybe. Okay. So anyway, uh, he says uh, his favorite Bible verse is Psalm 18, verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. He says, I love my church family. I don't know where I'd be without you all. So, yeah, that's very nice. He's not here. But Jonathan's here. So, Mr. Jonathan, step on up. Pastor Brett will pass these off to you. Indiana Baptist College is where he graduated from. Uh, Jonathan's attended Southeast for four-plus years. Uh, his favorite memory is getting stirred in the revival meeting of 2019, hearing Dave Young preach. And he's coming back. Exciting times, isn't it? Uh, his plans are to go to seminary. 
Uh, my favorite Bible verse is Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He goes on to say, if Southeast wants to go forward for God, she must do it on her knees before God in prayer. And uh, congratulations to you, Mr. Johnson. Andrew James. Mr. Andrew graduated from Bob Jones University. Uh, he has attended Southeast for 16 years. A memorable moment was breaking Caleb's jaw. <laughs> I'm sure that's memorable for Caleb, too. Yeah, so, uh, he graduated five months ago, uh, back in December. Uh, he's looking for a tech job. If you know of any around, there you go. Uh, favorite Bible verse of his is Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For all these things I delight, saith the Lord. He wants to give a shout out to uh, Daniel Wells. Where's Dan at? Stand up for us, Dan. We've got a Bible up here for you, brother, just so you know. So congratulations. Dan's about to join our church, but he graduated from Bob Jones uh, just this couple weeks ago. So congratulations to you. He says, I'm going to shout out to Dan Wells, who, who just graduated from BJU and recently started coming here. Congratulations to you, Mr. Andrew. We'll let these guys come together since they're a couple. We have Mark and Shane Morris, uh, graduated both from Indiana Wesleyan University. Mark graduated with a Master of Science degree uh, in accounting. He's been attending Southeast for a year. His future plans are to put to use the talents God has blessed him with and to continue providing for his family and pray that God will continue to guide his steps as he progresses through corporate America. His favorite memory verse, I'm sorry, favorite memory so far here at the church is... Uh, the first time he attended a church service here, everyone was so warm and welcoming and he really felt spiritually at home and in a place where he could grow spiritually for the first time in years. His favorite Bible verse is Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, and they are the called according to his purpose. And his wife, Miss Shea, earned an associate's degree in uh, human services. She has been attending SBT for a year as well. Her favorite memory was the 4th of July last year, and everyone be being so welcoming. She plans to continue school, earning a bachelor's in social work. She might go back to get her master's in marriage and family therapy. Her favorite Bible verse is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Congratulations, guys. We're so proud of you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Woo! That's a lot of graduates. Uh, it's exciting, exciting to see the Lord do those things. So uh, I don't know what's, what's supposed to happen next. There's a video coming up next, another video about uh, Memorial Day for you to enjoy. Dear Dad, words can't really express what I'm feeling right now, but I thought I'd sit here at your old typewriter for a while and try because I learned something new about you today. You see, as I was digging through boxes and boxes of your memories and photos, I found something I'd never seen before. A medal. I knew you had served, but I never knew just what you'd sacrificed so that I could be free. I've always been amazed and inspired by what you were able to accomplish, but 
Not until today do I think I've ever felt this level of gratitude. You faced your enemies and the very real possibility of death because you knew that someone had to. In the face of fear and uncertainty, you didn't turn from the fight because you saw that our freedom had to come at a cost. For me, for all of us. You understood that the deepest demonstration of love was to give your life for someone else. And I realized that all through my life, you've always been my hero because you simply are a hero. I know you'd never call yourself that and it's okay because you never had to. That's what I wanted to say to you and to all those who served. We remember your sacrifice and we say thank you. Thank you for your service and thank you for giving everything that we might experience life. Gratefully, yours. Just a little reminder, right? Freedom isn't free and uh, sometimes we can go on and enjoy a weekend, but remember that those that gave their lives for our freedom so we could do what we're doing here today. So we're going to sing uh, one patriotic song uh, for that. So let's stand. This will be the last song we'll sing this morning. Let's sing together, A Beautiful for Spacious Skies.
with the gentle waters, you will safely lead me in green pastures. Chantel, look at that. She's walking on her own two feet. She broke her uh, foot during our skating activity and had to have surgery. And so, first week she's been off of that boot. So, take your Bible, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. While you're turning there, if you uh, are serving or have served in the military in any capacity, would you please stand up and let us uh, recognize you and uh, give you a hand? Please stand up. 
Thank you all so much for your service. It is uh, not unnoticed, and uh, we appreciate it all so much. Uh, this is Memorial Weekend, and so it's a time set aside really to remember those uh, who passed because of their protecting our liberties. And uh, some we, we might include in that those, uh, those who might have been severely wounded as well. Um, I, that little uh, clip that we just saw where the ladies writing out, that was kind of like what we ran into with Dad when my dad passed. He was in World War II. Dad was one of those guys who never spoke about the war. And uh, Dad had three bronze stars. And if you look up a bronze star, it tells you you get those for some kind of valor, some, some uh, doing some act of valor. I don't really know what all of they were. I know there's ways to find that out. We just haven't done that. My dad didn't. My dad didn't want that to be his legacy. I'm just telling you honestly. You know, my dad was just like, this is not about me, it's about the Lord. And uh, so it just, but uh, anyway, it was always a surprise to see those things. I just want to ask those of you who uh, have family uh, that uh, died or uh, were wounded in battle and protecting our nation, would you please stand so that we can honor uh, those folks through you? so we can honor them. Now, I'm going to ask you to speak up, and I'm going to repeat uh, so that the people online can hear. We'll start over here with you, Scott. Tell us who it was. And Richard Eisenberg, your grandfather, Purple Heart, World War II, part of the Big Red War. Richard Scott's grandfather, World War II, Purple Heart. I missed that last part. From the Big Red One in Europe. Major Hayes. Major Hazelwood, your stepfather, and uh, blown up in a tank, but got a plastic, first person to get a plastic stomach and survived several years afterwards. Wow, that's interesting. Ms. Sharon? Sharon's brother, 21 years of age, died in North in North Korea, in South Korea. Uh, in Seoul. In Seoul, okay, in Seoul, Korea, and uh, and waiting on on those to uh, come and replace him, and died in the meantime. Is that also going to be you, Miss Tara? Is that same? Okay. So uh, that was Tara's uncle as well. Who's speaking for the group? Okay, Miss Anna, you're on. Richard, let me, let me repeat that. Richard Blakely, this was uh, one of Richard's soldiers, and he was a medic, shot twice in Afghanistan as a medic. The first time he survived, the second time he did not. So your uncle Marvin Dennis was a tank driver in Korea and died as a tank driver. 
in the tank crew. Tank crew, sorry, not driver, tank crew. Yep, Miss Anna's speaking for them. That was an uncle and a friend, so. All right. Who do we have? Uh, my cousin, Lee Chambers, in 1970 helicopter pilot crashed and did not survive in Vietnam. Is that yours as well, or do you have another? I'm assuming. Yep. So I would have been the same. My dad and four of his brothers all served in World War II and they all made it home. They had a praying mother. <laughs> they made it home. Miss Vicki? Killed at the age of 19 in Vietnam. Kenny? My dad, Terry Dean, Vietnam, uh, Purple Heart, Bronze Star. Harry Dean, this Kenny's dad, Purple Heart, Bronze Star in Vietnam. Uh, my uncle, uh, Uncle Johnny Chestnut, he was in Vietnam and they were in the tank crew and uh, they were ordered to go for a deal that they didn't want to and the whole platoon got slaughtered. There was him and two others left. They fought hand to hand combat, and when they ran out of everything, he prayed and told the Lord he would preach the rest of his life if he could get him out. And he was, because he was blown out of the tank. And a medevac came over as soon as he prayed and picked him up, and he's an evangelist in Georgia today. Johnny Chestnut survived being blown out of a tank in Vietnam and preaching the gospel today. Amen. Now, Praise the Lord. Still picking shrapnel out of his body. <laughs> yeah, he's still. He's still are you standing, Ryan, or are you just standing at the door? Okay. Okay. Brother Ken. Vernon Bender, Ken's uncle, was uh, killed while jumping out of an airplane during, Viet during uh, World War II. Brian? So this is uh, Brian's uncle, say his name again? Uh, Jack Yader. Jack Yader uh, fought in World War II in Korea and Vietnam, awarded the Navy Purple Cross. Amen. Navy Cross, I'm sorry.
So say his name again. James C. Davis, Staff Sergeant James C. Davis, survived World War II, only to die in Korea by throwing himself on a grenade and saving others. He took his life. Two heroes that I did not know, uh, my mother and brothers, two of them, born and died in uh, World War II. One was Roran, uh, sorry, Robert Reynolds, and the other was Roran Reynolds. So this is uh, Darren's uncles, Robin and Lauren Reynolds, died in World War II, but you never knew them. Melody? Price Hughes, Melody's uncle, was killed in Korea as well. My cousin um, was in um, He was uh, my father's only nephew, and um, he was killed leading a whole gang of guys. What was his name, Miss Nancy? Horace Mitchell. Miss Nancy's cousin, killed during World War II. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for sharing. So, Pastor John, are you paying attention to the time? Yes, I am. But there's, uh, we need to be remembering, right? If we don't remember, it repeats itself. And it's a dangerous place for us. We're in a situation where we need to call this stuff remembrance. And uh, whether we know it or not, I know there's a race going on today, and that's a big thing for Indianapolis, but um, there are more important things than a race happening today. And let's not forget these things, right? Hebrews chapter 11. I've actually preached this message before, but I keep adding to it as we go along. It's a, it's a great message when we consider... Uh, graduates, all right? So as we're looking at our high school and college graduates, I want to use Hebrews chapter 11. We could go from Hebrews chapter 11 and talk about Memorial Day because Hebrews chapter 11 is that great hall of faith, right? It's that faith heroes in the Bible, and we could talk about that for a long time, but it's got a great passage in here that, that really allow, or fits well for graduates. So if you'll let me, if you guys would just listen, while I talk to our graduates for a little bit, uh, and uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read verse 29, and then we'll uh, jump into this. By faith, it says, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. Father, we pray that you would help us to uh, see uh, your plan, uh, how we can get there, and God, I pray that you would take these graduates and Give them a passion first and foremost for the things of you. That you would take the education that you've given them and use them mightily to change the direction of a nation that's going the wrong way. That we would uh, see these folks step in and be that one that's standing in the hedge and filling up the gap. And Father, we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, it's a weird place to start here in Hebrews chapter 11. But here's the point. Do we ever want to get to the place where this is us, where we're, we're facing a Red Sea moment and we get to see God part the waters and allow us to walk through on dry land? Do we believe that we have a God who is still the same God he was for Moses way back when that can do amazing things for us and through us? I want you graduates to understand that this is the God that we're trying to present to you in a way that you would say, I want that for my life. 
Uh, I, you know, it'd be great if you can go and have accolades and people say, oh, look, I knew him when. That's great. But the reality is, if, if we come to our Red Sea, and everyone will come to a Red Sea moment, if we come to our Red Sea moment and we cannot see God at work because we're unwilling to walk by faith to do what is necessary to get to that point, we're going to miss out. How do we get to see God do amazing things in our lives? You literally have your lives before, us, before you. Some of us are kind of on the other end of that, right? We look back even though, quite honestly, uh, Moses, I, if I were Moses, I'm still you know, 18 years away from starting my ministry. That's Moses, right? Uh, it's an amazing God that we have. But here he is uh, looking at what God is doing. How can we have this Red Sea moment? Go back, if you would, please, to verse 23. And let's kind of walk you through some things. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now, we know that uh, Pharaoh had said, let's kill all the baby boys. You know, we're aware of what was happening here, but it is kind of an interesting analogy. Here's what happens. When, when godly parents have children in this world, you know what we do? We hide our kids. We, we do everything we can to protect our kids, right? We, we shelter our children because we know it's a rough world out there. And that's what Moses' parents had done. They've just, they hide him for three months because they know it's a rough situation that he's in. But look at verse 14. By faith, Moses. And here's, here's where it happens, graduates. Are you ready? When he was come to years. That's you. You've now come to years. This is no longer mommy's faith that's going to get you by. From this point forward, nobody's dragging you to church. Nobody's going to force you to do anything with God. It's all on you, and it, all, the, all the responsibility falls squarely on your shoulders. You can't pass it off to grandma and grandpa anymore. It's you. Uh, by faith, Moses was come to years. And, and so here you are. You, you've come to this place, this crossroads, a decision point in your life. What am I going to do from this point forward? Last week, we talked about this, this statistic, that 70% of high school graduates in our fundamental Baptist churches, when they graduate from high school, graduate from church. That's the, that's the statistic. That's just the way it happens. You've got to decide if that's going to happen to you or not. This is your choice. Here you stand, ready to make a decision. You've come to years. But look what happens. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses is making a conscious choice of saying, you know, I, I know that I'm at crossroads. I know I can go this direction. I know that this is the way most people go. 70% of my counter, of my, of my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Contemporaries. Thank you, Jonathan. 70% of my contemporaries, they're going that direction. That's where they're heading. I don't want to go that way with my life. Moses says, I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to follow the crowd. I'm, I'm come to years and I'm making a choice. And I'm not going to follow that way. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to go God's way. Keep going, verse, verse 25. Choosing, rather, to... I can't hide this from you. This is literally what it says, right? What does it say? Choosing, rather, to do what? Pastor, I thought you were trying to encourage us. We're just graduating. <laughs> I know, I am. I'm trying to encourage you. But I can't tell you that the road that I would choose for you, or that God would choose for you, is an easy one. I'm not going to pretend... That if you follow after Jesus, it's great hunky-dory things. Now, it is ultimately a Red Sea moment. But 
that doesn't come automatically. And the, the reality is, this is very much like it is today. He chose rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. There's choices to be made. We've come of age. What are we going to do? We're going to follow the crowd. Are we going to go after everything else that's out there? Are we going to lack the, the backbone to make a good choice here? Or are we going to say, I'm going to choose, rather, even though I know the road is hard, to go this direction, to follow after righteousness, to follow after the things of Christ. Here's what the road ahead looks like. Jesus said, if you follow me, here's what you can expect. Men will hate you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. When they said, you know, when they said Jesus, uh, let me first go home, Jesus said, you know what? The Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. I mean, this is, this is not an easy life. Living for Jesus isn't the easy route. But as we come of age, we have some choices to make, and faith is where it begins. I'm going to take some steps of faith, and it's not easy, but it's going to be worth it because it ultimately brings me to that Red Sea moment. Look at verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches, uh, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Now, I'm just trying to say this as nice as I can. The world is offering you treasures. I can prove this to you. Remember, the world meaning the wrong direction here, the worldliness. I can prove it to you. When, when Satan tempted Jesus, you know what he said? He said, hey, Jesus, bow down to me, and I'll give you all these kingdoms. All of these, they're yours. They're yours. The world has much to offer. They really do accolades and acclaim and, and fame and fortune and, and easy money and etc. It's all there. It's all there and it's so tempting to go that direction. And I know if I follow after the reproach of Christ, it doesn't take me that way, but the idea to esteem Christ greater than money, Christ greater than fame, Christ greater than getting what I want, than pleasures of sin for a season. If I esteem Christ greater, I ultimately get to come to a place where I see God do something that very few people will ever get a chance to see. And that's God. Part the waters. Make it possible for me to walk across on dry ground. You can literally count the number of people on the planet since the existence of the planet that have had that opportunity. Do you understand? That's a few that have had that opportunity to see God work that way. Moses had to make some choices. When he came of age, he said, I'm not going to go this way. I'm going to esteem Christ better. Look at verse 27. It says, by faith he, look what it says. It's what it says. He forsook Egypt. Sometimes you have to turn your back on some other things. Now listen, God doesn't call everybody to full-time Christian ministry, right? If you don't become a preacher, you haven't failed God. If everybody was a preacher, then what am I doing here, right? You guys can all handle this on your own. That's not, that's not the point. But we all ought to esteem Christ greater, and there's a point at which we do have to say, you know what, I'm going to say no to some things. I know that it's, it's the way of the world to say, let's live together for a few years and see if this works before we commit. But when we come of years and we say, I'm going to do this God's way, we say no to Egypt. 
when we say, you know, I know that I can, I can get more money if I do this, and even though that's a little bit on the shady side and maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but I get more money that way, we say no to Egypt. That's what Moses had to do. He said, I'm forsaking Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible because God is greater than the king. Look at verse 28. Through faith he kept the Passover. Hey, listen, your mom and dad have been dragging you to church all this time saying, do this, do this, do this, and now it's your choice. Am I going to keep this or not? Am I going to keep it or not? Am I going to stay the course or not? God has... God has so graciously brought you to this point with Bible knowledge and Bible training. He's brought you to this point. And now he's saying, would you step out? Would you, would you keep it? Just keep going the right direction. In this case, Moses is keeping the Passover, I know, but you know, it's keeping the things of God. Then we get to verse 29. By faith, look what happened. They passed through the Red Sea. They passed through. I want to show you something. Go back to verse 13. It's flipping up now, and I'll be done. It says, These all died in faith. This is huge. Not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off. And this is another difficult thing about, about the Christian life. I'm just being honest with you, teenagers. As you're graduating, this, this is not easy. I'm literally asking you to commit to going after something that you may never see on this earth. That's a reality. You know, we, we seek a city whose builder and maker is God. We press toward a mark that we may never reach in this life. And these all died, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. But look at the rest of the verse. It says, but they were persuaded by them. They embraced them in spite of the fact that, you know, I, I know that much of this Christian life is all about the future and we don't always get it in this concrete way here and the devil is able, the world is able to swing concrete things in front of us and say, go after this, you can have this, you can have this and we're so easily drawn to that which we can take hold of. But the things of God are not always that way. Here's what I can promise. Not a single one of us in this room will receive a crown here on this earth by our God. Not one of us will receive a crown by God on this earth. But he does say that there are crowns waiting for those who choose to walk by faith and not by sight. So here you are, young people. You've come to years, and you've got a decision. What are you going to do? Mom and dad may not have even understood all that they were trying to get you ready for. They may not have understood it. But now here we are. What are we going to do? Are we going to keep going for the things of God? Or are we going to be distracted by what the world has to offer? Moses, when he came of years, chose. Make a choice. Choose Christ. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. I love you guys. I think that um, if our teenagers know anything about their passion, they know a lot. Um, 
I try to do things with them and encourage them and come alongside and lift them up in prayer and I'm proud of them like they were my own. I, I just love them. But um, now it's decision time. I'll keep loving you no matter what you do. But I tell you, there are blessings that come with following Christ that can only be known by following Christ. I'm challenging you to put yourself on the path to the Red Sea and give God a chance to show himself strong in your life in ways you would never have imagined possible. Because we chose to follow after the things of Christ. By the way, this isn't just for those young people, right? It's for all of us. We're all at a crossroads today. What are we going to do? Are we going to continue to go a direction that we should not be going, perhaps? Or have we set ourselves on that course? to follow after the things of Christ. Following after the things of Christ are worth it. The problem is, few people ever get to that Red Sea moment. We just don't get there because we quit following. What are we going to do? Father, challenge us to walk by faith and not by sight, to allow you to step in in ways that we cannot even yet imagine. God, I thank you for this great group of young people who have just now completed great milestones in their lives and are set up, ready to go on and, and be used of you and to have experiences with you apart from mom and dad, have experiences from you apart from being forced, but to make some choices. God, I pray that you would give them uh, the courage it takes to go not with the crowd, but to go toward you. God, as, a, as others in here, may we be willing to follow you, even though we know that there's obstacles in the path, and some of those obstacles are the size of the Red Sea. Help us to, by faith, trust you so that we can see you do things that we just never would have imagined. And Father, we will thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing Amazing Grace, and the altar's open to you. Listen up. Here it is. Today's a choice day, right? Let's make a choice. Uh, if, if Knowing that the Red Sea is right out there, and it's easier to go that way, let's choose, like Moses of old, to follow after the things of Christ. As the Lord has spoken to your heart, you step out as we sing Amazing Grace. You step out and let the Lord have his way. Amazing Grace, accidentally and it made me think of it um, stay the course stay the course and it's a tough thing to do right stay the course and uh, I don't have it memorized off the top of my head right here I'd sing it for you but I'll we'll get it out and dust it off for you and let you hear it great song go look it up and uh, let it be a blessing to you
Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? All right, you guys want to go home? Some of you are going to the race, I know, and you're like, oh, is he going to get us out of here in time to go? I don't know. I don't know. Don't care. All right. Lord, bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you peace. Love you all. God bless you. You're dismissed.